I was uh, disappointed to miss last week, um, both because I was sick, <laughs> and that's never any fun, but also because I love stories, and uh, we are in a story time session right now. So we're, we're looking at the parables of Jesus. We're calling it the stories of the kingdom because these are the stories that Jesus told to help explain what the kingdom of heaven is like. And so um, because I missed last week and we didn't get to hear this story, I just want to read this story to you and you can just listen, okay? This is from uh, Matthew chapter 13. A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil. And produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. The disciples came to him and said, we don't have any idea what it is that you're talking about, Jesus. And so he says, okay, hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful." As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. Jesus is explaining that as he is telling them this is what the kingdom of heaven is like, those who will receive that word, those who will hear it and listen, and pay attention and respond to the things that that Jesus has to explain to them, they will uh, multiply in the amount of fruit that they bear, right? They, They will produce a good crop of fruit. But there are a variety of reasons for which someone would not hear and listen and understand and accept what Jesus is saying. Some of them, it's like it, it never even hit. It, it never, they never got it at all. It just sort of bounced off their foreheads. The words came and boop, and then there were, it wasn't there anymore. It just got snatched away before it ever took hold at, it, at all. And for others, there, there's, it's like the, the cares of the world. As they grow up, the cares of the world just kind of reach and grab and choke it out so that there's no life in it. But he says, but... But if you will hear, if you will accept my words, the words of the kingdom, then you will bear much fruit. We love stories, don't we? I I love telling stories to my kids. My kids love hearing stories. We used to read a lot of stories. I I used to read a lot of stories uh, with them sitting on the couch next to me or in my lap. 
a couple of kids maybe on, on my lap as I'm reading uh, Arnold Lobel's Uncle Elephant, one of my favorites, or Winnie the Pooh, or any number of stories. And we love to hear the stories. We love the way that they engage us. We love the way that they entertain us. We love the way that they uh, help us to see the world through a new lens. Because really good stories do that. They help us think about things in a new way. They use words in ways that are clever and engaging. And that's what Jesus is doing. He's using these stories as ways to engage people, to draw them in. So that they will listen and, and hear and go, Wait, what, what's he talking about? What's he talking about? They'll, they'll listen to these words and they'll, they'll be drawn in and they'll start to think about the world in a new way because of the words that he is sharing with them in the form of a story. Really easy to digest, really easy to understand, but cleverly packaged in this story form so that you can get a lot of content in a story, right? Stories can help you see things, feel things, Think things that uh, you might not otherwise, and it comes in through the side, right? It's not straightforward. Which would you rather have? Would you rather go sit in a classroom and the, the person stands up front and they lecture and they explain to you in great detail how all of these things work, or would you rather have them come and tell you a story? Well, sign me up for the story every time. If you can teach me through a story, sign me up every time. And that's what Jesus is doing. He's, he's telling them stories. He's teaching them through stories. And some of them are getting it, and some of them are not getting it. Some of them love the stories. Some of them love what he's saying. And some of them really press in and go, okay, wait, but what does this story mean? Now here's the story for today. He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed, seeds, uh, sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, No, lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. So Jesus is now telling this story, and you, you might have pictures in your head about what this is like, right? You, maybe you've uh, sown a lawn before. You, you put the seed out so that you could grow a lawn, and this is, uh, I have the, in my head that this could make my lawn a lot better than it currently is. If I were to just scrape it flat and then put down seed, then maybe I wouldn't have all of the moss and all of the weeds and all of the stuff in it, right? Because you're starting from fresh. And certainly, if I was starting from fresh, my lawn would be much nicer than it currently is. Because if I were to start fresh, I would remove everything that's there. I would bring it down to just bare dirt. 
And then I would take seed that I got at the store that is good seed and I would put it out there and I would water it and I would take care of it and it would come up and it would all be grass. And I would breathe a sigh of relief because currently it is not all grass. Now, if I were to do that, if I were to go to great effort to scrape my whole yard so that it no longer had any weeds or any grass or anything in it, and I prepared the ground and I watered the ground and I put down the grass seed that I bought from the store and up came the grass and at first it came up and it looked, it looked nice, right? It looked just like it was supposed to. The grass is coming up right. And then all of a sudden you realize as it gets to just be a little bit higher and as it starts to fill in that crabgrass, if I wanted crabgrass, I could have just left it and done nothing to my original lawn, right? I didn't go to the store and buy grass seed from Home Depot so that I could put it on my lawn and have crabgrass, And that's what's happened here. That's what's happened here. They they put the, the seed out. It says, a man sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. Now, first of all, what kind of an awful human being is that? that would go and sow the crabgrass in amongst the grass seed, would sow uh, weeds in among the seed. Now, this, the weeds in among the wheat. Now, this kind of, of uh, weed looks an awful lot like wheat, and so as it begins to grow, the stalks come up like wheat stalks do, but it doesn't bear anything. And so as it starts to get closer to the harvest time, you recognize, wait a second, this is not wheat. This is not wheat. It's not like when it first comes up, you notice you have a problem and you could quick start over. It's like as it gets to closer to harvest time, you start recognizing, wait, that doesn't look right, right, that doesn't look quite right. There's a lot of issues here in this field. And so when those plants came up and bore grain, the weeds also began to appear. That's what it says in verse 26. And so the servants of the master of the house come to him, and they said, wait, hold up, master, didn't you sow good seed? Didn't you sow good seed? Can you imagine if I scraped my lawn, put down new seed, watered it, it came up, and then there's crabgrass everywhere, and my wife would go, where did you get that grass seed from? Where did you get that grass seed from? You didn't use Scots, did you? You used some name, no-name, off-brand grass. Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? If you sowed good seed in your field, then how come it has weeds? Why are there weeds? Did you do something wrong? What's going on here? Because recognize They were asleep when the enemy came and put the weed seed in. So they don't know what's going on. They they wake up, they look out, they see these weeds growing in the the midst of the field, and they're going, what's going on here? Master, did you do something wrong? And he says to them, verse 28, No, an enemy 
has done this. An enemy has done this to me. It wasn't that I did something wrong. I didn't mess up. I did, I did, in fact, put good seed in. We should be getting a bumper crop. It should be clean and free of weeds. That shouldn't be an issue. But an enemy has done this to me. Somebody who doesn't like me, somebody who didn't want my crop to do well, they have done this to me. They're the ones that have come in with the weed seeds while we weren't paying attention and they sprinkled them around. That's what's going on here. And so the servants said to him, okay, then what do you want us to do? What, do you want us to go and, and pull up all the weeds? Would that be helpful? Because it seems like we don't want those weeds, right? So shouldn't we just go out and we'll just pull them all up? That would be helpful. Have you ever managed your own garden and then had somebody come and help you weed? What's the challenge with that? They don't know what's a weed and what's not a weed. I, I, I try and train kids on how to weed because um, it's very helpful if I don't have to do all of the weeding myself. I don't like that. That's not my favorite part of the gardening. My favorite part of the gardening is planting the seeds and eating whatever they make. Those are my favorite parts. All the in-between parts, not my favorite. And so I want to teach the kids, what I want you to do is I want you to come out and I want you to pull up the weeds. And it is so much work the first couple of times to have kids help you pull up weeds. Because this is what it sounds like. Is this a weed? No, that's a, not, that's not. Is this one a weed? No, that's not. Is this one a weed? Yes, that one's a weed. Go ahead and pull that one. And that's what, what the, the master here is saying to them. They, the servants come to him and they say, hey, do you want us to come and pull up all the weeds? And he says, nope, nope, I don't. Because I'm afraid that if you go and pull up the weeds, you're not going to be able to tell the difference between the weed and the wheat. And to maximize the amount of wheat, we're just going to let it grow. We're just going to let it grow. I don't want you to accidentally go in there and pull up the wrong thing. Nor do I want you to grab the right thing, but as you pull it up, it disturbs the wheat. Right? Sometimes when you pull it up and those uh, big weeds, they cause all kinds of problems and they are the bane of my existence at gardening time and you grab hold of it and you yank it like this and it pulls up three square feet of dirt along with all the things I wanted to have there. Right? That, that's, that's not what we want to do. He says, no, 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 I want you to leave it because I don't want to do anything that would harm the wheat. Just let it grow. We're going to let the wheat and the weeds grow up together. And then, then when it's harvest time, I will send out the harvesters. And the harvesters will be able to see at harvest time and they will know and they will get rid of the weeds and they will bundle them up. He says, verse 30, let both grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. So when the, the wheat is ready to be harvested, I'll send the reapers out. They will go, they'll gather up all the weeds, they'll put them over here and ready to be burned, but all the wheat, 
they're going to gather up and all of the wheat, I won't miss any of it, all of the wheat is going to go into my barn where I want it. That's how this is going to go. This is the story that Jesus tells. And this is the story that people are just enthralled to sit and hear and listen to because it connects with life, right? It connects with things that they're familiar with, the things that they know. Oh yeah, oh wow, that's a what kind of a man would go and put weeds in his neighbor's field? That's terrible. Oh yeah, but don't let your kids go out there and pull the weeds. That would be a terrible idea. Yeah, I can see how you'd want to just let them grow up like that and then burn, but definitely burn all those weeds at the end. We don't want those anymore. But we want all that wheat in the barn. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. And in verse 36... It says this, Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples came to him saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. Isn't it interesting that when Jesus is out in public, he tells things in stories. When he's out in public, he's telling things in stories. But when they go inside, when they're in private, when it's just him and the disciples, that's where he explains stuff. And so he's telling the stories, and everybody's enjoying it, and the disciples are all enjoying it too. Yeah, this is a great story. Man, that Jesus, he really knows how to tell a story. I like this guy. And then they go into the house, and they're like, okay, so what does that mean anyway? Fun story, Jesus. What does that mean? What does that mean? They want to know. They want to know. He, he's, he's telling them stories, and they're hearing the stories, and they're going, there's, there's more here than meets the eye. And I want to know what that means. I want to know what that means. I want to know what that means. What are you talking about? Do you want to know what it means? Do you want to know what Jesus is talking about when he's telling this parable? Do you want to come inside? When Jesus leaves the crowds and he goes inside, do you want to follow him inside and say, Jesus, tell me more? I want to listen. I want to know. I want to understand these stories. And so let's go inside with Jesus. Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. And he answered, the one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send His angels and they will gather out of His kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. If you can listen, if you can hear, pay attention to what I'm saying. Understand it. He just goes through very quickly. The one who sows the good word is the Son of Man. You remember that man that went out and he sowed good seed. And who is that? That's 
Jesus. He's the Son of Man going out and sowing the seed. This is the beginning of the kingdom. He's saying, I'm I'm planting my people. The field is the world and the good seed is the sons of the kingdom. So Jesus is going out and he is is inviting people into his kingdom. He's proclaiming his word and he's planting his seeds in people. And he's watching them grow up. And he says, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. You want to know what the kingdom of heaven is like? It's like when I go out and I explain to people what the kingdom of heaven is like and they say, yes, I want that, and they come in. And those good seeds, those are my people who are growing up to follow me. But the weeds are the sons of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. So the devil goes around and he's sowing his seeds. Those seeds of doubt, those things that he's been doing since the beginning. Where in the very beginning, the devil comes to the woman and says, did God really say you can't eat any food in the garden? And she says, oh, no, 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 we can eat food in the garden. We just can't eat from this tree. Because if we eat from that tree, then we're going to die. And the devil says, oh, no, 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 that's not going to be a problem. That's not going to be a problem. Actually, actually, you know what, what? If you were to eat food from the tree that God told you not to eat, you would be like God. You would be like God. The, the devil is a liar. He is an enemy, an antagonist. The one who is against God and against God's purposes and is trying to lead people away from the kingdom of God. And he's been doing it from the very beginning. He is God's enemy. What kind of a person would go and sow weeds in somebody else's lawn? An enemy. An enemy would. And the devil is the enemy of God. And he is trying to lead people astray. And so he is planting his own seeds. And those weeds, as they grow up, where is it? The weeds are the sons of the evil one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. And so as I was looking through this, it is interesting to me that all of these different parts of this story are identified, labeled. This is who all of these things are, except for one. The servants. The servants are not labeled. It's not explained who those are. But they are the ones who in the parable have the questions. They're the ones who come to the master and they say, Master, did you not sow good seed? Did you not sow good seed? And I see in them the uh, hearers of the parable. They are the hearers of the parable. They're the ones that are observing what's going on. They're watching and listening, and they have questions. Hang on, I thought you planted good seed, and yet these weeds came up. What's going on? Where did these weeds come from? And it's the same kind of question that we might ask ourselves, right? Hold up, God, are you not good? 
God, are you not good? Did you not plant a good world? Did you not create a good world? Did you not put good things in that good world? Did you not stand back and say, what I have created is very good? Where, therefore, then, did these weeds come from? God, what's going on with these weeds? Isn't this not a good world that you created? Is this not a good field? Should not good things grow in this field? God, what's going on? What's going on? Because as I am trying to follow you and as I am trying to follow your ways, I just recognize that all around me there are weeds. There are weeds. Why are they here? Well, the enemy of God, the evil one, has come in and sown weeds among the wheat. The evil one has come in and sown weeds among the wheat. He is an enemy of God who wants people to turn away from God and follow him instead of God. That's where they came from. That's why they're here. Because the enemy of God is the evil one, and he has caused these problems. And what's their second question then? Then what do you want us to do with them? If an enemy has come and sown these weeds, then God, do you want us to get rid of them for you? Nope. Not your job. Not your job. In fact, you, my children, God is saying, I'm not sure you can tell the difference. I'm not sure you can tell the difference between the weeds and the wheat. Because until they're all grown up and bearing fruit, you're not going to be able to distinguish this stalk from that stalk. It's not until the time of the harvest that you'll be able to tell. And so I find myself in this world and looking around me going, okay, I want to be a seed of wheat. I want to grow up and I want to bear fruit. I want to receive the word of God and spring up with joy and multiply the fruit. But as I walk through this world, I see an awful lot of people around me and they are not doing the same. Their purposes are not the same. And so I wonder... What should we do about them, God? Why are they here, and what should we do about them? And his answer is, leave them be. Leave them be. Don't feel like it, it's your job to get rid of them. Because you can't tell who they are anyway. You can't tell. Not until we get to the time. But have confidence in this. At the end of the age, when the time is right, when it's time for the harvest, then they will be dealt with at the right time. For just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send His angels, and they will gather out of His kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers. 
angels will go through and they will say, not you, not you, not you, not you. You don't have a place here. You don't belong here. You are unproductive. You do not belong here. And they gather them up at the end of the age. All those causes of sin and all the lawbreakers. All those unrighteous ones who refuse to acknowledge God, all those who are living for themselves, all those who are committing all kinds of sin, all the causes of sin, all of that stuff at the end of the age will be gathered up. They will be gathered up and they will be burned. Because just like I look at my lawn and I see all of those little weeds and crabgrass and moss and clovers and all the stuff coming up through it and it just frustrates me. And I think I, I, we're going to at some point get rid of all that stuff and then burn it up. We have no use for it. So God says at the end of the age, at the end of this time period, they will all be gathered up and they will be burned off. They will be thrown, it says, they, they will, the angels will gather them up and throw them into the fiery furnace. And in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is one of those times when you just go, okay, please, please listen. Please listen. Because nobody wants this as their end. There are going to be two outcomes for all the people who are living in the world. All those who have been planted in the field, there will be two outcomes. For one, it will be to be gathered up and to be thrown into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Because they were deceived by the evil one and refused to believe and to acknowledge that God is the eternal creator. They've been unwilling to turn away from their sin and accept the words of Jesus when he says, Come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. They will refuse to come to Jesus who will then cleanse them of their sin by offering himself as a sacrifice on their behalf. And because they have refused that, because they have proved unfruitful, unuseful, and as weeds in God's field, they will be discarded and burned up in the fire. But for those who are planted as good seed, for those who grow up in following God, for those who accept the words of Jesus and believe in Him, then it says, verse 43, the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. You will shine like the sun in the kingdom of your Father. Isn't it awesome that we have a heavenly Father who has done all things well, and who even in this is just, 
and invites us to delight in Him. To delight in Him now and to delight in Him for all of eternity. At the end of this age will begin a new and eternal age and for those who believe in Jesus, there will be eternal delight, eternal glory along with Him. So what do we do with the weeds? I think first recognize that you can't tell if they're weeds or not. Just know that you're going to be really tempted to uh, make decisions on whether or not you think somebody is a weed and how you should treat them based on that and just recognize you don't know. You don't know. So proclaim the hope of the kingdom to them. Second, live among them and bear fruit anyway. They're here. It's the reality of the world that we live in. There are weeds, they live among us. Sometimes it seems that there is all weeds and very little wheat. Sometimes it seems that there is a lot of wheat and very few weeds. But either way, the weeds are here and they are here for this time. And so don't, don't worry about them. Just continue to grow and to bear fruit. And know that in the end, the weeds will receive the judgment that they deserve and you will receive the glory that comes from God. Let's pray. Lord God, we are thankful. We are thankful to be called your people. We are thankful that uh, we may receive Jesus. Lord, we are thankful that we bear fruit not because we work hard, but because you have planted us as good seed. And so, Father, I pray, even along with Jesus, as he says, he who has ears, let him hear. Lord, I pray that those who hear my voice today would hear the words of Jesus and would respond to him. Lord, may they desire to be a part of your kingdom. May they desire to grow up as good uh, wheat and bear many times. Lord, that you might be glorified, that you might be praised. We pray that you would uh, put your hand against the devil, against your enemy, that you would limit the effects that he has in this world even now, And Father, we praise you that in the end, you will come out victorious and your enemy will have no claim on you or on your people or on your kingdom. And we praise you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.